Hey, hey, everyone. It's your boy, SJ Beat, here with... Yours truly, Miss Proper. What's going on, boys and girls and gender nonconformers? Yes, and we're coming to you live from the comfort of our own homes. Welcome back, Miss Proper. Yes, welcome back, SJ Beat, as well as the listeners who are hearing our lovely voices right here, right now, wherever you are. Yes, we're just... So excited to be coming back to you with this second episode. Child, I feel like we are just brushing right along and getting things done and, you know, writing checks, child, and doing everything we need to do. We're giving you this whole new season. And I'm just so excited. It's just a real thing. Sorry. I mean, we're on the right track, and we are proving ourselves yet again. Episode two, we are here, and we are ready. For sure, for sure. So to start this off, I just – this is just really something that has been, I'm going to say bothering me, but something that I really have been thinking about during this quarantine. And it just pertains to family, specifically just those sort of toxic family members. Um, you know, I know we all know what a toxic person is, and I know we all kind of expect those people to be outsiders, meaning not blood. But it's something I've really been grappling with. But water. The water, not the blood, but the water. (laughs) Right. And I just, I've really been grappling with that this week because two things, how to identify them in my own way, and then the second thing is how to deal with them when it is a thing because they are family. So I really want Mm -hmm. to dive into that today and and, and what that means for us and if we even have any toxic uh, family members and how we get through those things, uh, how we uh, grapple with those sort of people. Do we even call them out um, on this, or do we just ignore it and move on, you know? And so I wanted to, I wanted to start off with you, Ms. Proper. Um, how do you feel if you have a toxic member? Are there any traits? You know, just kind of dive in wherever, and uh, I'll Ooh. pick up on well, I'm going to keep it real anonymous because, you know, we're trying to plan this family gathering or whatever, and I don't got people <laughs> bailing out <laughs> or trying to not come. But <laughs> but I don't know. It's just it's interesting, I guess, for me because, you, you I mean, your family talks about each other day in and day out, whether it's your immediate or your distant family. Like somebody will call you and be like, girl, you know what's going on, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. the fact is you just hear about this these people being toxic and and to you when you go to barbecues or cookouts or whatever or any kind of family function it's you don't see that side of them you're like oh man no they're so cool like I don't know what they talking about you know they just Mm -hmm. tripping whatever the case is but then you have something something that happens because you got to be the one that's late to the party that will bring (laughs) (laughs) in that in this case I was the one that was late to the party because I for years probably even decades I've heard of family members being toxic, but it it took for me to experience kind of like, a, 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 I don't even know what to call it, but to have an experience, a not a, a, oof, sorry, stuttering. It took for me to have a negative experience mm-hmm. in order for me, and, and it involved our entire family. So it, it took mm. for me to have a negative experience to really see these people in the way that people have been seeing them for years. So oh, wow. it's like, I know, right? It's kind of, it's weird that it took for me to realize, like, hey, this person in your family, yeah, they're family, but 
they definitely are toxic and they just can't help themselves and people mm-hmm. around them can't seem to tell them that they are toxic people. So they just mm-hmm. kind of go along with their lives and that it, that's it. Um, I'm struggling right. right now. So not to, not to, I guess, not to stop you in the midst of what you're saying. So when these people would say, or you would hear hearsay about this particular, I guess, toxic, person that's in your family like what were your thoughts or just like oh maybe they are toxic or like did it ever give you like a side eye to like oh let me look and see and, and if there are traits of this person being toxic or this is just people saying what they say and doing as families do oh ooh, that's a mouthful but uh honestly when I got wind of the toxic behavior it just it made me look at them differently and it's like okay. dang I can't believe you did that or I can't believe you said that or I can't believe that's who you are and we all know this the saying blood is thicker mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be thicker than water but you know that's just might be the chemicals that it is that's in yeah. it there's there's another saying too that what all skin folk and kin folk and this and Ooh. that was a, I mean I've heard that before it's in relation to you know people looking like you but they ain't they ain't for you okay queen and slim yeah. if you ain't seen it Flipping it, though, all kinfolk ain't kinfolk. Just because we share the same last name or some hint of DNA doesn't mean that you are for me. And it hurts even more because the fact is we're supposed to be family. And the fact is with family, you expect you have a higher standard for them than you do the people on the outside, the people who are quote unquote supposed to be water. But the people sometimes on the outside are the ones who have your best interests at heart more than your own family. So it's weird to have those toxic people kind of in your, your what's supposed to be your inner circle. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I forgot your question now. No, no, no. I definitely, I definitely, you definitely answered it. This um, recognizing, okay. yeah, recognizing the people or the traits, or if you were looking for those traits, if anyone came to you about these particular family members, um, and it's, wow. it's hard yeah. to it's hard to spot too because I mean toxic being a toxic person being a toxic family member it doesn't just have one look it's not just mm-hmm. about talking about you behind your back it could be someone mm-hmm. who just has a lot of drama in their life and they bring it to other people uh, it could yeah. be it could be a lot of different or it could be people who just don't want to do well for themselves and they want other people to do it for them like it could be a lot of different toxic toxic behavior can take a lot of different forms and faces and I'm not even naming all of them. I mean, SJB, what's some toxic behavior behavior you witnessed and like mm-hmm. how did you deal with it? I mean, I'm trying to throw all the questions. What's it look yeah, like to yeah. you? You know, toxic family members, Ooh. go. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Throw me in, coach. Um, look, <laughs> I, I am a very discerned individual well I like to pride myself with being discerned so I kind of pick up on things with maybe 10 to 15 minutes of meeting somebody not saying I know everything about them but I I know certain things and from Mm -hmm. that point I kind of decide oh is this gonna be a person I'm gonna deal with or is this the person I'm going to get to know more um outside of the first impression if it wasn't that great um but unfortunately with family (laughs) you know sometimes you don't have that choice you're in. You're having these constant interactions with them, which I, I haven't had. I won't say I had constant interactions because, like, I've always been, you know, a military brat, and I moved around, and I wasn't around my mother's side of the family as much as I probably would have liked to. But as I got older, I started to become, I guess, a little more around them. And even in those little moments when I wasn't around, and then I did come back around, um, big traits like uh, I'm gonna say violence, but I'm gonna say uh, like aggressiveness. 
um, a little too forward uh, with how you feel and how you express your opinions. I, I get everyone in the world has their own opinion on this, this, that, but when you try to force those opinions and those beliefs on different people, um, examples being when I first des- uh, decided to come out of the closet and just to be completely who I was, yeah, there were people like, oh, yeah, well, this doesn't change anything, but then I was hearing under the wraps that uh, this is not really how you feel, and then when I had my own personal interactions with you, that started to seep out, like, in certain things, and I don't even think they would think know that they were doing it, but certain comments they would make about the community as a whole as if I weren't even in that community, you know what I'm saying? Uh, just because I, in family, I guess, I was exempt, so they felt it was okay to say some of those things around me, even though those are people I consider to be family too, that community, you know? So I think that's my main big one that I have grappled with with him. I'm just like, I mean, a little, a little, a little bit more of them have gotten better, but it's just like at this point I'm getting older and I'm figuring out a lot more about myself. So if you are still, I guess, dipping in that pool of being problematic to who I am as an individual, I, I, the way I deal with that is I won't really talk to you, to be honest, because I just don't feel it necessary. It's, I, I feel like it may be a generational thing at some point with some people, and then it just may be a, a problematic-ass person at other points. So um, that's that's kind of how I grapple. That's been my biggest, like, toxic situation with a family member um, as it, yeah, as it pertains to you today, actually, currently. So, um, yeah. That's interesting because I actually never – knew that mm-hmm. and I, I feel mm-hmm. like okay it makes me think of when you go back and you watch like 90s sitcoms and you hear sure. little innuendos and like jokes mm-hmm. and stuff and you're like dang like that is wrong like that would not fly today even like america's next top model i was sitting there re-watching the, the reruns like what does she really yeah. just say that like that's mm-hmm. not cool kind of thing and i feel like it's the same thing kind of to what you were saying like how some people like they were they are accepting but then others they they think it's okay to mm-hmm. still say certain things, even though it's mm-hmm. like, no, you're not supposed to. And it just kind of, it makes you realize how far our society has come, but then also mm. what it used to be, because it's like things, like problematic things that they would say, like that was the norm. And it sucks mm-hmm. that that was the norm. So now yeah. like for them, it's like they're having a hard time grasping, like, no, you cannot say this. You have someone in your family that is a part of this community that you exactly. claim that you love them. So respect them respect them whether you are around them or not around them kind of thing so wow. it just made me think about that I know it was yeah. just interesting and I didn't know that you ex- you experienced that. I think we talked briefly maybe about a situation but yeah it's just crazy yeah yeah, yeah. I think it what hurts more. kind of scares me about the situation is like a lot of these people um not even pertaining to just my experience with just being within a particular community but um, just in general, um, a lot of these people don't know that they're toxic, and that kind of yes. scares me, you know, because I'm just like, well, damn, what if I am being toxic in some way and I don't know because no one's saying anything or, or whatever? And I'm just like, well, I guess my question, I, I see you probably want to chime in on that. My question to that is just like, how do we make them aware that they're being toxic without being, I guess, offensive, quote unquote? I swear, you are such a mind reader because I was literally about to ask that question. Like, how do you <laughs> – I was literally about to say that. Like, how do you know – like, how do they know if they're being toxic? Or in the, like, mm-hmm. what if you yourself are the toxic family member? Like, man, talk about a big reveal 
if you exactly. are that toxic family member and you think everybody else around you is toxic or what if you're contributing to the toxic behavior and then how do you address the toxic behavior? I feel like yes. a lot of the times, I don't know if it's, I know this applies somewhat to our family and I think it applies to other families where you have those toxic family members and they've been toxic for years upon years and people can't seem to call them out on their toxic behavior. So they just let mm-hmm. it fly. And then they're mm-hmm. saying is, Oh, well, you know, that's just how they are. And mm. it creates a pattern because you mm. allow them to have that behavior and you enable them and you don't allow them to grow and mm-hmm. be better for the family. Because then it, it, it's like if by you enabling, enabling them, so many behaviors stem from that. It makes you not want to be around them. It makes you not want to invite them to things. Or when they don't want to be a part of things, you're like, oh, I don't, oh, you don't want to deal with them. Or you have this, that, and the other to say. Like you have, it's, a, it's a ripple effect. So I feel like when it comes to a toxic family, family member, it's best to address it. But, of course, be cautious because not everybody can can handle being addressed. And they will take it completely left or right whatever have you mm-hmm. and it's just all bad because then they got they got they got to come back to your immediate family and then you got them upset and then you got the person who is toxic upset and then everybody <laughs> don't want to talk to nobody <laughs> and then next thing you know family reunion canceled <laughs> honestly a whole ripple effect is what it is but that is so exactly i wanted to have an answer like how to i mean i really wanted to have an answer how do you handle right. a toxic family family member because like you and I, we talked about this in previous situations when mm-hmm. something was said and it got back to me and I was like, I didn't like that. And I wanted mm-hmm. to handle it right then and there because I don't think it's okay. But there are other forces moving and was like, no, don't deal with this. Now, don't worry about it. But that's how you've been handling it for years. So it's like, why, why continue with that cycle? Because what is it? Closed mouths don't get fed. They can't remind. Yep. If they don't yep. know, I mean, to them, they know it's wrong because if somebody were to say that to them, they would not be having it. But the fact yeah. is, the person that they're saying it to, if you don't step in and say, hey, this is wrong, this is not right, this hurt my feelings, I don't like it, we're supposed to be family, do better. Like, how are they going to, they're going to continue doing it because they know they can get away with it. Mm-hmm. So, wow. what's your answer to that you question? I know, right? I had to get it out. It was right there because I felt it because I, cause I mm-hmm. feel like there's still some issues that I need to resolve with toxic family members in yes. order for in order for our family, my family to be what I know it can be. And right. I don't want to have that risk. And the fact is, it's like I don't want to go a year without handling this. I don't want to think about things that happen 10 years from now because it never got addressed. Like, I'm trying mm. to create a better cycle for the family. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people need to keep in mind when they're dealing with these toxic people. And don't just sit there and say, well, that's just them being them. Like, mm-hmm. that's not the case, mm-hmm. okay? If we continue that logic, Donald Trump will remain in office. So we need to be better. <laughs> <laughs> we need to be better in our own families. And that's Gee, where it starts. SJB, take it away. Because I'm going yes. to be up here flapping my wings in a okay, minute like Patty. Up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say, let's see, what's my segue into this? I will say, um, in regards to how to uh, deal with these people who are toxic, um, back when I was, well, I'm still active, um, it's been, it slowed down a little bit as far as uh, the therapy sessions um, because of this whole coronavirus thing. But um, my therapist would always say, when you're dealing with someone who is toxic and um, and, and you want to communicate with them, you would start the conversation with much like how they kind of practice with you in your own session. 
I felt or I feel this way when you do X, Y, Z, da, 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 and then if they do not understand that, you can offer up an example of a situation that made you feel uncomfortable or uneasy or whatever it is you felt. Um, I think it's easier said than done because I, I don't think I have practiced that because I think, well, I think I may have practiced it, but there's always been some type of backlash. Like I, I'll say, hey, so-and-so, when you did this, I felt this way. And then this person lashes back as if I'm attacking them. And they say, well, I don't understand how you feel that way because I did this, that, that, and the third, and this is that for you. So, you know what I mean? Like they're trying to build a case to why I can't feel the way that I feel about something they did to me. You know, so I think that's a hard thing. Like it's like a, a, a win-win, lose-lose, win-lose situation because it's like you never really know the person you're dealing with. I think you just really have to figure out to with nail and bolts, like who are you dealing with and how do you approach that particular person. And sometimes that can be a lot to do because, I mean, who, who the heck wants to sit around trying to figure out how to get through to somebody? But I feel like if you – I guess love them enough and respect them enough, you'll try. But I wouldn't recommend continue to do it if they're, you're getting the same god dang on repercussions afterwards, you know. So I think that's how I kind of <laughs> – I try to figure out a way to communicate with these people, and then if it doesn't work, then I just kind of – I honestly, truthfully, being completely real, I would just shut down and not speak to them anymore because at this point I've tried. And, and I don't just do that off a drop of a dime, like, you really have to do something toxic to me for me to just not want to deal with you anymore. And I'll, I'll give chance after chance after chance. Like, I build rap sheets in here. I probably got a, some files on a couple of people in the family. You know what I'm saying? Because it's things that you've done, and it's just accumulating, 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 accumulating. And I'm just like, okay, I can't take this anymore. Like, I can't. I'm trying to better myself. And the better I get in my journey and my progress in self-care and self-love, um, the worst you ten, seem to be getting in your own life. And that's just knocking me back down some steps because the only way that I can deal with you is to revert back to my old ways. And that's not healthy for me or, or, or progressive for me and who I'm trying to become as an individual. Hmm. So if that answers your question. <laughs> <laughs> you said so many things, but I just wanted to comment. I was like, oh, okay. that was just all so good. It was so good. Uh-huh. Ooh, I like the fact I like the fact that you said try, you know, dust yourself off and try again, but do not yes. keep dusting yourself off and trying if it's going to jeopardize your mentality, your sanity, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's what matters. And family, foe, friend, frenemy, it ain't worth your sanity because when you in a straitjacket, you think they're going to be in there? Nope, they're going to be out there hoping you stay where you at. <laughs> <laughs> Misery loves company. Is that what they say? They're going to be out sipping wine while you in there taking shots. I'm just saying. So, I, don't, I don't know how true that is. But, um, yeah. gosh, I should have wrote some things down, girl, because you really you hit the nail on the head, as they say. But Thank you. You, I, you know, I try. It's something like like how you were. Like the super, it's something that affects us, clearly, because we're super, super passionate about what we're saying mm-hmm. and how we're saying it. So I feel like that's what, like, that spirit of me took over and just like, look, I got to get this out. Because essentially, I think, um, not to derail off of what we're talking about, but it's, it's therapeutic to talk about these things and, and see if we have any of these things in common as far as toxic people, toxic family members in our lives. So I think it's, it's very interesting and therapeutic. So I think that's why my spirit wanted to get this out. Uh, no, sure. I appreciate that. 
because, I mean, toxic family members are hard to spot sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. oh, the one thing that they're hard to spot sometimes, they're hard to deal with, and they're hard to address. And it's just, it's something that needs to be dealt with in some in some kind of way. Because, like you said, it's ripple effect, and it affects so many different things. But the one thing that I remember you saying is that mm-hmm. when you would address this toxic person or people, and in the midst of you addressing it, they'll say, they'll use, their ammunition would be, oh, well, I did this for you, so you, this, you don't have to feel the way that you feel, mm-hmm, honey. Mm-hmm, pimps, mm-hmm. They, do, they do nice things sometimes, too, but it doesn't take away the fact that they're human trafficking and beating them up and making them sleep with hmm. a bunch of people. So, the, <laughs> so I say that just because you, you, just because you do something nice for somebody, that doesn't justify your toxic behavior. Like, we mm. all do nice things. It doesn't mean that you should be able to get away with it. And that's just it. I don't like that. And I feel like that's a trait of toxic family members. When, so yes. when they do something for you, they're so quick to throw it back up in your face. And they're like, oh, well, remember I did this for you or they've done so much for you. Um, I was there. I think I know what they've done. I don't need you to remind me or be a recorder. Did I ask? I'm sorry. Did I hire you as a secretary to keep my files? <laughs> like, I didn't know you were a bells bondsman. I didn't need you. I didn't know I had to come and pay you back. Like, it's, just, it's like they're here to collect on my debt. I'm just saying, like, I don't need you to remind me of what's been done or what you have done for me because I know. I know and I appreciate it. I said thank you. And and I probably will never be able to repay what someone has done. I mean, but that's the thing. When you do something for somebody, you should definitely do it out of the kindness of your own heart. Mm. I feel like I've done I feel like mm-hmm. I've done so much for people throughout my 20 plus years of being on this earth, but I don't remind them, oh, I've done this for you. I've done that for you because I did it out the kindness of my heart and it doesn't matter. Once I do it, I forget about it. And that's just mm-hmm. it. Like, I don't care mm-hmm. if you do me so dirty, dirty down, dirty down. I won't talk to mm-hmm. you no more, but I'm not going to, if we're arguing, I'm not going to sit there and be like, be blah, 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 blah. I, I did mm-hmm. this for you. I remember when you was done and not like, no, because that's not cute for nobody. And I don't need to flaunt what I did. Like, you know, and you're probably Honestly. gonna feel even shittier once you're back re- reliving or going over your in your head like, man, I really did that for her. I mean, she did that for me. She was there for me, and blah blah blah. Like, I don't have to tell you because you know. I said that over and over again, but I said I had to say it mo- multiple times because it's real. I feel like a lot of you mm-hmm. deal with that, where someone has has contributed something to your life and they won't let ever let you forget it. And it's like, geez, like I might as well struggled at that point, and it shouldn't be like that where you have to think, oh, man, I wish I would have never asked because you'd rather uh, mm. receive the, the, I don't know, the lower part of that. That's not exactly mm-hmm. the way I want to say it, but you, mm-hmm. you'd rather suffer than get right. the help from that person because getting the help from them, it feels a lot worse than suffering. Mm. So, Mm-mm-mm. so yeah, so I think that's a, a toxic trait that happens in family because you can't do anything or ask them for help without them throwing it up in your face. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I think we can both agree to that (laughs) being a a toxic trait there because I just feel like uh, for those that are listening, I just feel like if you are that type of family member that will only do something for someone in order to either get something back in return or in order to throw that back in their face once they come to you about something that maybe offends you, and that is a toxic trait, my dear. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to break it to you. If you didn't know what to name it, it's been named today. 
You know, it gets extremely know, problematic. Now you know. <laughs> Get up. It's extremely problematic and extremely toxic, and we are here to help you through that. If that's something, if that's something you're doing, um, we're here to call you out one, but then here to help you through that and, and have these conversations. These are why these conversations are had, because I think a lot of the time we sit here and we know that it's toxic, but we never really put that label on it for the sake of, um, I guess, offending someone or, or favoring someone's feelings or, you know, because sometimes you've got to let people know, honestly, mm-hmm. um, about themselves. Because like you said earlier, if you don't, then you're enabling them to continue to do these things to you, around you, that affect you and these ripple effects. And, oh, gosh, you, ooh, some gems were dropped. Some gems were dropped in the boat. And like, SJ, I, I really, exactly. Yes. And like SJB said, and if that is you, just replay the the last 20 seconds or minute of this episode. <laughs> so that way you can get the message in case you missed it. Just in case you missed it. It wasn't really paying attention. You sitting at work or in the car listening to it and your kids loud in the background or whatever is distracting you. Come, come on, rewind on back. Because that, was, that mm. truly was some gems. That really helped me. Because like I said, I've really kind of been – struggling what to do um, with these people, because especially we have nothing but time to think these days. And, and all mm-hmm. of that has just been going through my mind. I'm just like, sometimes it's so emotional because it's, it's like people see me as I'm, I'm derailing, but I'm coming back to make a point. Um, people see me as this person who is, I guess, uh, strong and um, this person who can kind of handle anything or this and that, like see that tough exterior. But when I make like, life-changing decisions as far as cutting a toxic person off or, or limiting my conversation, that, like, it pains me to do that. But it's just like, if I have to choose between your toxic behavior and my, my well-being, I'm going to choose my well-being. You know, like, that's just what it's going to be. So I think uh, during this quarantine, that's really what I have started to think about because it was making me super emotional because I'm just like, well, damn, family is supposed to be family. Like, I like this is what we're supposed to be. This is how this relationship is supposed to work. Not saying I'm working towards the ideal family sitcom type of situation, but it's just like, it's just supposed to feel like a feeling. Family seems to be like kind of like a feeling, you know, and I just feel like when you're <laughs> derailing from that feeling, it's just, uh, or, or doing something toxic to keep away from that feeling because maybe you're not happy yourself or whatever it is you have going on in your life. I don't know, but I, I can't be around that. I can't c- continue to live my life with that. And I think that's why I'm spending most of my time on my life get to know myself so that when my generation or to me, my kids, 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 kids um, come about, then we won't really have, I'm sure we have our problems, but I don't want that to be the same problem. I don't want this to be a generational curse type of situation. Um, I mean, yeah, girl. Cause let, mm-hmm. I agree, because let me hear something get back to me, girl. It's going down. <laughs> okay? About me and mine. I mean, it's already, I already have some bones to pick with some people, but you know, uh-huh. that's, there's a time and a place for that. And it's not on this podcast. <laughs> I'm just playing, That's but no. Uh, because I, when you said that, I, I the, the picture, <laughs> the first thing came to my head. <laughs> oh my goodness, because it's so true. You see what I'm saying? Like this toxic nature has been going on for <laughs> years, and yeah. no one has been brave enough to say something. Or if they have said something, maybe it's like has just been shoved down. And it's like, mm-hmm. look, maybe you just need to hear. Maybe they just need to hear from the new generation and then it'd be done because I just, I'm over it at this point. Mm-hmm. And that brings me to, cause 
we're going to shift gears just a little bit sure. to another toxic behavior that I notice in family members, not just ours, sure. it's, it's plenty of other family members, okay? We know a lot of families out there, and we mm-hmm. probably know yours. That's listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just playing. So uh, toxic family members will feel the need to compare themselves to other family members either compare mm. or simply talk about them behind their back. And when I say that, mm. it's like, I, I, we've all experienced this. It's so frustrating. You'll have that toxic family member, and they'll sit there and say, well, that person is this, that person is that. Well, we, we used to be ain't that. And it's like, girl, girlfriend, mm-hmm. boyfriend, mm-hmm. non-conforming friend out there. Hello. You mm-hmm. have just as much crap going on in your life, and you don't see me pulling your ticket, girl. But when I do, it's going to be at our family reunion so everybody can hear it at once. But you, you toxic family people out there, you cannot sit there and compare yourself to other people in your family. Like, it it does nobody any good. It just makes you miserable. It makes you look Mm -hmm. miserable, and it makes people Mm -hmm. not want to be around you. So if you're sitting around and you're talking about Jim, John, Harry, Susie, Kelly, and you're talking about their kids or their grandkids or you're talking about their Mm -hmm. cousins or you're talking Mm -hmm. about talking about their friends well we won't we'll skip friends but you're just talking about stuff that's going on in their life and you feel like oh they're not doing this they're not doing that you don't smell like roses honey and if you do they <laughs> smell like poo andre 2000 said it just it's just it's that has all and i feel like that's a big issue that i struggle with that frustrates me personally it's just sure. constantly talking about people especially if i don't have any beef with that person but then to hear that person say something negative and it's like damn I thought we were cool like we supposed to be family and you out here saying wild stuff like that like who, mm-hmm. who, tell me how you really feel Sue like what's going on honestly it's yeah just, it's just it's frustrating that family are the main ones that are talking about you behind your back or they're rooting for mm. you to fail or they're comparing because they're so miserable in their own lives mm-hmm. so I'm gonna drop it I there SJB that. if you want to you want to pick it up yeah, run with I it think- yeah, I think um, I think I don't have personally any more traits. I feel like those are the top two um, that I have witnessed. I'm sure there's a million more. No shade to anyone listening if you are a doctor family member, but I do want to dive a little deeper, like maybe two, three notches above where we've been at with this. And mm-hmm. I just feel like, what is really the I guess the deeper issue here with these people who I can't kind of exude these toxic behaviors, not to offer up any excuse for why they are the way they are, but I think it is important for when we are dealing with them to recognize where these actions or this or this this comes from, and maybe it's a source of pain or maybe it's a source of misery, as you said before. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's important for us to um, recognize those traits when we are going forth in our approach for them. You know what I'm saying? Because I just feel like Everybody's human, and a mm-hmm. lot of people have a different different backgrounds and different experiences, and some people receive love from their parents. Some people didn't receive love from their parents. Like, it's a lot of different factors that come into a person being toxic. I don't think someone wakes up each morning, um, oh, I'm going to be toxic today. I don't think, or some people maybe do it on purpose, <laughs> but I don't feel like we were raised to be toxic. So I feel like it may start just like if they're upbringing and things they've experienced from other people or outsiders or even other toxic family members that made them toxic and, and move throughout their lives the way that they do. Um, I just really mm-hmm. wanted to just, like, point that out because I don't want to make it seem like they're evil 
or or they can't be fixed or they can't be, I guess, improved as far as behavior goes. Um, I just really wanted to point that out. I don't want to be dragging people. Um, but I'm like, there there is help out there, <laughs> you know, for people who are dealing with these feelings and whatever. However way help looks, where yoga, Zumba, whatever, there's different things to kind of help people get through some of the stuff that they go through. But, man, yeah, that's all I kind of wanted to chime in on, that, that there's, I guess there's always a reason behind these behaviors that people exude to us um, in our own personal <laughs> lives. I was about to sing a song to you. This is why I love you. <laughs> this is why I love you. Because oh, you tell me the truth. <laughs> you tell me the truth. But okay, no, this okay. is why I love you because I was I was on the drag train. I was leading that bad boy and you you brought us back home. You brought us back to the station and said mm-hmm. no. Okay, yes, these people are terrible. They are toxic, but they have a story. <laughs> yes. That's what I got from it. They have Ooh, a story. That's so good. They have a... That's so good. Yes. Okay, okay, you're with that it. That is so good. They have mm-hmm. a story for their toxic behavior. They weren't always toxic. I mean, there are people out there that just wake up and want to be toxic. They're like, how mm-hmm. can I be toxic today? Where is my toxic <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> But, no, that definitely made me that, – that hit me when you said that because it makes me mm-hmm. think of conversations we would have, like, with our grandma or conversations I would have with my mom. And it's like we re- we don't really know these people's stories and mm-hmm. what made them into the person that they are today. And they've been in that yeah. behavior for so long that they don't know how to get out of it. Or they may not even be – they may not be, even be aware that they're doing it. So yes. I think that's something – that's some advice I could take with myself because that – you save them. It makes me less uh, <laughs> combative when it comes to them because it's like, all right, I know you probably had a hard life out there, but it's like, let's uh-huh. see how we can be better because uh-huh. I don't want this beef. You don't want this at, beef. At all. Okay. <laughs> Talk about it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it does, that's definitely works. I think once – because, I mean, there's things we learned about, like, our grandma that we probably didn't know before that – uh, helps us understand why she is the way that she is, which is cool yes. because it's like, wow, like I didn't know that you went through that or you you had mm-hmm. to endure that. It's just it's cool to get that extra that extra layer of it. Yes, always yeah. come knowing, doing your homework, everything before you kind of dive in with with anything you do in life. Have all your facts on facts before you form mm-hmm. a solid or, or or a confirmed opinion on what it is that you feel about this person and their behaviors and what they're doing and, and, and even in your approach come with come with the homework done child um exactly. don't just become after them they did one thing and you feel like oh well you you talk because you didn't you read your ass the other day you know what i mean come with your homework in a, in a rap sheet <laughs> don't just be right, you know, you're toxic you're toxic you're toxic don't be doing that now nope. Right, don't be throwing around toxic to your family members. They only get one thing. You just said, <laughs> you smile, you rolled your eyes, you say, girl, that's just annoying. It ain't toxic. <laughs> okay, have a list of things. Like SJB said, like, girl, at the cookout in 20, in 20, what? Oh, dang, I can't even get it right, girl. I'm about to say 2026. We just in 2020. Okay. In 2001, at approximately 11 p.m. at our cousin's house, <laughs> you did this. Like, like in the, but hopefully it doesn't build up that much to where you have to revisit all that. Because I'm really hoping mm-hmm. that everybody is able to, if somebody if somebody hurts your feelings, just address it. Because I don't know about y'all, but for me, 
it just it if I can't address it right away, it makes me feel like I can't poop. But I actually mm. can't poop. But it has it's that weird feeling like in your back, mm-hmm. especially if I'm around that person frequently, then I have to say something. But if I'm not around that person frequently, because if I see you once a year, then it's easier for me not to say anything. But if you continue, okay, so let me let me just backtrack. Not even backtrack, mm-hmm. but slide to the left a little bit. So if you are if you offend me once. I might I have to reflect and think, okay, is this a one-time occurrence? Does this hurt my feelings that much where I need to address it, or should I let it slide? Now, if it happens twice, homegirl, all right, we need to sit down and chat because this is mm-hmm. something that continues to happen. Three times, gloves are off. It shouldn't even be a yeah. third time because the second time should have handled it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just had to throw that out there. But, yeah, back to what I was saying. I don't like having confrontation with people because it just it just makes – it makes the whole room feel bad. Like, have you just, you mm. walked in a room and you just mm-hmm. know the energy is just not right. It just stinks. Like you get yeah. playing the actual sin, but the spirit just stinks in the room. And you like, oof, let me walk out. It's just tension. You don't want to have that. So address it if you're able to and do it with mm. caution, obviously. I totally agree with that. Yeah. I just a small point to that. I, I honestly feel the same. If I have said something to you once, about a situation, then cool, we should be learning, you know, from what I've said. Mm -hmm. You should be cautious before you approach me or do something in that way again, similar to what you've done. And then, you know, if it happens again, then I'm done. Like, I just, look, I brought it to your attention, and clearly you don't want to learn. I I mean, I don't even believe in an accident in that situation if it's something that toxic. Um, So, yeah, I, I I totally agree. Totes. Agree with that. And then, 100%. if you if you are the toxic family member and someone is coming to address you, make sure mm-hmm. you go into it listening. Don't try to go in mm. there breaking your baseball bat and ready to mm-hmm. like go in because you don't like what yeah. they have to hear. Like obviously, if they're coming to you, it's because one they care. I know people; it's hard to think like this person cares because you feel attacked in that moment. Mm-hmm. But they care and they don't want you going around out here looking crazy. My teacher, not my teacher, but a teacher in high school said um i guess somebody they were saying something incorrectly and he's like if somebody cares about you they will correct you so that way you're not out here saying incorrect things and making yourself look stupid and mm-hmm. i mean that person probably didn't receive that very well but i was like dang that makes <laughs> a lot of sense because mm-hmm. if you out here in a job interview saying scrimps i mean mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. It's, you're probably gonna get that job i'm just saying like but if somebody right. would have corrected, corrected you and said it's shrimps honey not scrimps then right. you you know you might have got that job, but I'm just that's a whole other scale. But just help them correct that behavior because they're going to take that into relationships, friendships, families. They're going to take it into all kinds of ships in their life, and it could be they could miss on opportunities mm. with having that toxic mm-hmm. behavior. So yeah, and oh, my Angelo too. I got I got to throw my Angelo in there too because people will not forget what you said. I mean, people will mm-hmm. forget what you said. They'll forget what you did, but they won't forget how you made them feel. So the mm. fact is, if your toxic behavior is making people feel a kind of way, they probably I just, I'm even, I've even experienced that where I can't remember what we argued about. I can't even remember why I was mad at you, but when I think of your name, I just have this terrible, nasty taste in my mouth that will even mm. the ring can't even get out. Mm. So I'm just saying, just. I mean, I go back to what I said before because I stay digressing, okay? Bear with me. But just if you are that toxic family member and somebody is coming to you with, like, an issue, just be ready to listen. I mean, you Mm -hmm. can defend yourself to a degree, but make sure you hear what they're saying so that way Mm -hmm. you don't continue it. 
That's what mm. I, I wanted to add. Long story long. You did that, girlfriend. Wrap that up in a nutshell. Ciao. Oof. I think we definitely um, have given our people, our audience, our listeners, um, a earful <clears throat> of tools <laughs> to use with them um, throughout their life and, and even dealing with toxic family if even they identify with being a toxic uh, family member by listening to this, I think we've given them kind of both sides of the spectrum and how to handle what it is moving forward, whether you're on this side or that side of the toxic family member train. But um, I, uh, this is, I think this has really been an important conversation to have. I don't think many people have it. I think we are able to point out these things about people and, and say how we would deal with these things, but we, in actuality, um, kind of gear away from being in the midst of that type of situation with people and family members um, and not being confrontational with these particular folks. So um, mm-hmm. I, that's, that's, that's my it on it. I have nothing else. I think we wrapped that actually, up. Yeah. Actually, I wanted to add one more thing, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Can sure. I do that, audience? I think but, so. <laughs> I think so. But if you – I think you said it, but I feel like we mm-hmm. skated over it a little bit. But sure. if you – like, SJB, you, yourself, if you were the toxic family member, mm-hmm. how would you how would you stop being toxic? Because, like, what if there's somebody who is that toxic mm-hmm. family member and they're like, dang, I've done some of those things. That's me. Then how do I stop doing that? Like, mm-hmm. what – I mean, no one's coming to my face and telling me it's a problem. I mean, we came right. to your ear and told you. But mm-hmm. we don't know your business. So – Right. How would you, if you were toxic, I'm sure you and I, we're not perfect. So right. I'm sure we've done a toxic thing to a family mm-hmm. member and they, we probably mm-hmm. didn't even know it was toxic and right. you know, we would never know. So yeah, go on and um, pull back in your Rolodex. Yeah. I, um, I'm, uh, I, I tried to be a follow the instructions type of individual, I guess. And if someone were to come to me today or tomorrow and say, hey, you did this and that, this and that, I naturally, humanly, being completely um, open, um, I would probably feel a way underneath. But then outwardly, with my expression, with my words, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I definitely understand that you feel that way or this is that. And then I would go unpack that myself and make sure or try to make sure um, it's something that won't happen again. But I know, like, with me, that and that also that goes to you doing self work within yourself and knowing some of your flaws and how you. Because I know, like, I don't always like. I can hear people, but I I may not be listening to what the words are being said or what they're saying to me. Like, I know that I have that issue with uh, certain friendships and familyships and everything. So I think it's just being true with yourself because I think you honestly do know sometimes. And and somebody may bring it up to you in one of those toxic arguments or what something like that. But if it's brought up more than once, that's something you probably should reflect on within yourself as well as kind of keying in on some of these flaws you do have to kind of like and, and 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 it's okay to have flaws, but when they're getting in the way of your relationship and getting to know someone or or continue to form a relationship with them or being family, then it's probably something you probably need to think about or key in on within yourself. So I think um, I would, if someone would come to me today tomorrow, I would dissect, I would download what they're saying to me. Of course, I probably would feel the way that I feel, but then I would try to work through those feelings on my own to be sure that that person doesn't feel that way again. And that's not easy because it's taken a long time for me to get to that mindset of wanting to do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's my easiest answer for that. It's, it's easier said than done, of course, but, um, I try. So, um, yeah, that's how I would deal with it. How about you? 
Wait, one more question for you. When you said sure. that it took you a long time to get to mm-hmm. that mindset, what exactly, mm-hmm. if you can remember, what did you do to, like, get on the tracks of getting to that mindset, to receive people, you know, telling you, hey, this wasn't cool, or just addressing you in a mm-hmm. in a way that you may take negatively? Sure. Um, I just started thinking about how I would feel if the shoe was on the other foot. So I really mm-hmm. started dissecting that and putting myself as, as if I'm like a method actor or something. I'm like, well, damn, let me just really look at this situation completely, um, opinions removed, emotions removed, and just completely look at it from that other person's perspective. And then I'm just like, okay. And then I'm like, well, is there a situation I've had before that was similar to this with another person? And then I'm like, okay, yeah. So then maybe that's something that I really need to, I guess, look at. Um, that's kind of how I um, – have dealt with that if that answers your question no that was a perfect answer when you were saying i was like yes 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 this is right yeah. because when you said yeah. that an image was popping into a video or whatever mm-hmm. was popping into my mind of me having to have a, that conversation with somebody who was toxic and mm-hmm. or experiencing someone else that was toxic actually and in relating it in a way that they could understand or that they could relate to not necessarily that they can understand because they understood it but it's like unless it hits you personally, it's hard for you to see it from that other person's perspective, which is crazy because in that moment it made me realize how often you've probably had that experience that other people have had. Mm-hmm. So, for yeah, sure. long-winded, but anyways. <laughs> we definitely, we, <laughs> we definitely did that. Oh, my goodness. I'm just sitting here reflecting. Sorry. Um, no. Yeah. Is there any final words, Miss Proper, that you would like to say? I'm all out. I'm pooped. I don't know. I mean, just if you're toxic, just try to cut it out. It's better for yeah. you. It's better for your family. It's better for the people in the universe. And besides, you're in quarantine, so you have time. Period. That's it. <laughs> well, thank you, everyone, for listening again this week to episode two of the Odd Ones Out podcast. We are the Odd Ones Out. <laughs>